The goal of the Salumas podcast is simple. Take a candid, objective, and often comedic approach to the human condition. In keeping with this, the use of expletives, crude humor, and references to harsh realities are commonplace. If you find any of this to be offensive, please throw your listening device in the trash. If not, enjoy the show. We are back for another episode of the Syllabus Podcast. This is Kalu. This is Chris. This is Brandon in the background. And we have a returning guest who is always a special guest. Go ahead and introduce yourself. Hey guys, it's Ashley Shepard Porter. Yes, and so, yeah, you gotta let people know like who you are again. It's been like a bit. I mean, it has been a bit, but this is gonna be, uh, what's our topic today, Kalu? Ah, uh, I'm still kind of generating <laughs> it. So I'm using like a random generator thing and I wanted to. And so I had like three different topics that I wanted to go over. And so what I want to do, and we'll probably do it on the next episode, is uh, sort of get submissions of different uh, topics and let people just sort of drive that part. And then we'll randomly pick which thing and we'll actually do the drawing, if you will. But I'm going to just do it on my phone because it's 2019 and no one draws shit from a hat anymore. Yeah, and you're going to just have to trust us that Clue's randomly doing this shit on the phone. Yeah. We can stick it all in my pocket. No, you'd like that. You, you would bitch? love that, dude. Look, I've had about enough of you already. Car keys, huh? Car keys. What? <laughs> I'm done with Brandon's out, so we're looking for a new someone in the background. If uh, if you're in for that, but anyway, um, I want to be able to draw a random topic and just be able to show that essentially the content doesn't necessarily make the podcast. And why I mean podcast, I mean the people who are there. It's the people who are there who make the content. So you can, if you have the right type of people, you can talk about anything and make it fun. And so I want to be able to show that it, we should hopefully, or we could hopefully be able to do that. It'll be a fun little challenge uh, for us doing that on a weekly basis, but I think it could be pretty interesting. Um, but today's topic, um, it is about, uh, it's just... I'm wanting to call it humble pie, and I thought I came up with it because um, yesterday I woke up in the morning and I just said, you know what, I, I think I need to be humbled. Literally, I said that, and, and so what I did was that the day, sun up yet? Huh? Was the sun? Yeah, up yet? I was a man. I I was up real late. Really, for real? yeah, because yeah. it take you. You had to sleep in for the sun to uh, already. Be I know. I know. I'm just like, looks like I got up bright and early at three thirty five this <laughs> yeah. morning. Was well, I went to, <laughs> I went to bed at like three o'clock in the morning, and then, um, uh, yeah, and so I got up around eight o'clock, and I was like, I need to be humbled, and uh, so I decided to go and get my ass killed at the gym, and uh, it was a truly humbling experience going in there and I'm sitting here making all the faces you know and, and yelling a bunch and all that kind of stuff it wasn't like the whole like macho yelling it was like the I feel like a big old bitch right now kind of yelling you yeah. know what I'm saying and and people were walking by and they were like oh shit he's not really lifting that much weight <laughs> but he's <laughs> suffering there and so but it was it was something that I needed but as I was doing all that it started making me think of like how much the little things that you don't do can end up humbling you like way later on down the line. And so in, in the terms of like fitness and stuff like that, yeah, I'm, I'm strong. I can lift like heavy weight, but when you do it right, that's a completely different thing. And, and that's the part that was humbling because it was like, okay, I can 
hoist this heavy weight on my back and, and squat. But when it's like, hey, you actually have to exercise good form. I, could, I was like fighting, literally fighting with no weight on it. Well, and it's <laughs> psychologically, somebody your height automatically is going to go to, I, should, I shouldn't go below parallel. Like, yeah. there's no reason on earth why my big ass should go below parallel exactly. or anything like that. So it's almost like the, the humility element is almost reacquainting you with your own, I don't know, mortality or just... Truthfully, you, yeah. You're, you're less of that third person omniscient like looking in at your own life and more first person again whenever mm-hmm. you're reacquainted with the fact that you're not the baddest thing walking yeah. around yeah and that's why when you said you got to tell people more about you i thought but if i do i'm gonna sound egotistical and i figured that today we were talking about humility well, we, yeah we can talk well, about all of it be yeah because i don't have an ego i, uh, I don't issue. either I neither does chris yeah i don't have so. an ego at all um you and, both have Two of the worst ego issues I've ever seen. <laughs> I'm the most takes, modest motherfucker in this room right now. it takes one to know one. So See, look at that. Go. Good. Good. But look at Brandon's laugh. Can you just not look at him? You can just hear his laugh. He's like, <laughs> he's like, he's like, who's that basketball player? He did a press conference and he was like, oh, oh, yeah. oh, 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 oh. I don't remember the guy's name. The place for the Raptors. I can't remember. Oh, but. Is it Muggsy? Oh, God damn it, Brandon. Why are you this way, man? I've only, I've only ever watched Space Jam, so basketball. <laughs> All right, that's 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 enough out of him. That's enough out of him. He said it's a with a straight face. <laughs> but all right, I, God damn it, I want to go on to to talk about being humble. Has there ever been a time where any of you guys have sort of been humbled, and what was that like? Well, first, do you want to define humbled? Can you define it? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like. Yeah. Y'all fight. You'll be yeah. real lacking if the yeah. three of us Yeah, I know, right? It's well, not going to be good for me. Lowered someone in dignity or importance? <sighs> Damn. I don't like that. Is, that shit just fundamentally does not occur. Yeah, it's... Uh, is that what it really, like, lowered? There's got to be, like, alternate... There's got to be a better version of that yeah. definition. Yeah, there's got to be one that's more fitting but, to yeah, what I need. Like, for what I need in my life, because, like, I don't think I need to be lowered in my importance. <laughs> is that... That's really what it that's is. That's really... Okay. Part, that's what it... Yeah. Okay, so let's let's talk about it. Let's break it down. When Shep, when was a time that you've been, like, reduced... So I think that is this the third time I've been on here? Probably. So yes. I feel like we always go back to the election that I was in in 2018. Okay. And I hate to always bring that up. No, there's nothing so wrong with it. If you guys didn't hear my last episode where we talked about it, I ran for the state house of representatives in 2018. And I thought I ran a really good campaign. Um, I, I had some pretty hopeful expectations of how it would turn out. I didn't think I would win, but I absolutely got killed. I Mm -hmm. mean, um, I had spent a whole lot of money. I'd spent a whole lot of time, and I only got 361 votes. Yeah. So that was a profound moment of humility for me of I'm not at the level I thought I was at. Yeah, yeah. For me, I would... Because of my ego, I would look at my like Facebook friends list and be like, "All right, I've got seventeen hundred friends. There should be seventeen motherfucking seventeen hundred <laughs> votes right there." And if I got, if I got three hundred, damn, then I'm gonna get bro, on Facebook and I'll be like, "Which one? Like, which one of you bitches didn't vote for me, man? <laughs> you better. Oh my god, it would be really bad. It would be really bad. Did you did you start to 
did it make you start to to look at people and be like, I wonder if this person voted for me? I think it was more because when you looked at the vote count in general, not a whole lot of people showed up. Only 20% of the voters showed yeah. up that day anyway. So it was more looking at people like, if everybody voted for me who said that they did, then yeah. the, the voter turnout itself would have been Oh, way that higher. would make me. If Kalu ever ran for office, his face would be on signs and it would say something like threatening, like you better vote for me. Yeah. And then he would go yeah. house to house, yeah. look people in the eyes, shake their hand and be like, I can count on your vote, can I? Yeah. Stand over top of them just saying, you're voting for me. Oh, yeah, no. That's... Seven, 1703 Cabell, right? Yeah. <laughs> I would just call out your address and be like, all right, let's do this. Oh, yeah. I I, I don't know. You know, it's funny. I, I've talked a bunch about, you know, running for something like that. Or I've even, I'll, I'll talk to Elizabeth about, like, having my own restaurant. But I've never thought about, what if the restaurant sucks? <laughs> I've never, I've never just, it's just, that's just a thought that just doesn't cross my mind. And it's like, what would I do if it was terrible? If I was just bad at this or bad at that? I don't know how to... Hang. I'm just not prepared for that. And on one end, it's kind of like... I, it's because I'm I'm very optimistic. But it there's a very fine line between my optimism and my ego. But I tend to back up the shit that I, that I say that I'm going to do. And if something doesn't work out for me like that that would be the big blow yeah, and i would probably retreat like uh, no because i was gonna say it's what you do with the humility afterwards that matters mm -hmm. because you have to look back and re-examine yourself and go okay well i failed this time i have to be humble about it and i'll tell you guys the follow-up to it was that instead of being angry or mad mm -hmm. um at the people who beat me in the election and I'll tell you Dr. Patty Minter she's now a representative and she's fantastic she's doing great things this legislative session but instead of being angry about it I went to her and said you ran the most excellent campaign ever you clearly know what you're doing I'm not going to run against you so don't fear that I don't think you have to considering that you just whooped up on me so bad <laughs> but um I need to know how to do what you've done in order to get them next time, whatever I run for. Yeah. And so she told me what program she went through. It's Emerge Kentucky. It's for Democratic women who want to run for office. And sure enough, I was like, all right. So I went through the process, and I'm in that class now. Yeah. Because I was, I think, humble enough to look at the person who succeeded and said, say, how do I get to where you are? Yeah. And I think that that's important. Oh, God, I wish I could. I'd be like, how did you trick so many idiots into thinking that you were better than me and, and slip like the b word in there <laughs> yeah, yeah find a way and like, i had to say the b word there, so it didn't like, directly seem like i was yeah yeah we're not yeah we're not calling no we're not calling no, her no, that. No, no, no no not at all brandon is brandon is brandon 100 don't call him boogers or anything like that. oh god <laughs> that just reminds me i remember whenever brandon said he didn't vote in that election so oh, now I whoa. oh shit whoa. turning someone's mic down <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no. I, what what you're saying is 100 percent true. It's what Brandon's you do after. <laughs> it's what you do after something like that happens. Um, Chris, what about you, man? Do you have a story? Oh man! In in recent years, I think Chris is like I've never. Well, lost. I, I will say like I've made it a practice of continually humbling myself on the one to one. Yeah. As it relates to other people, I really that's not my role. Sure. In any way, like my role is to kind of be this rock 
for my team, for the people in my direct proximity. Like I need to be consistent. I need to be there and I need to be available. But as far as the one-to-one, I go to the gym and you know, my little ass skates on the edge of oblivion and doesn't really, you know, I take pride in the fact that I don't really do things as meticulously as I should as far as like nutrition, rest, macros, calculations, things like that. I just go in, I eat a bunch and I go in and I lift heavy. And then we end up with whatever we end up with. So I will say I've made it a practice of doing that on the one-to-one and acquainting myself with how really like, I won't say, I'll say how ferocious other people can be, how amazing other people can be Mm. is really what it acquaints me with. Not how much better I am than someone else. That humility lets me know really how much further I have to go. And that's only in relation to the gym. <clears throat> the biggest thing that's humbled me, though, in my adult life is, like, failed relationship. Mm. Like, that kind of stuff. Like, you invest... Completed, remember. Completed, yeah. We call them completed but, relationships. But it, it, yeah. And at the time, though, it felt like a failure. And that was the thing, is it's... Uh, if you invest that much into something and then there's no return, you're like, well, inherently it's my value that's lacking here. Instead of turning it around and being like okay, no, what can I learn from all these knocks that I've taken here lately? But I would say that's that's probably the most profound thing in my adult life because every, everything else I'm pretty much, you know, I, I don't really care if people think I'm egotistical as long as they don't think I'm a uh, horrible human being. Yeah. you. I kind of agree with you too. You know, I, I do, I, I largely don't care if people think that I have an ego. In fact, I, I sort of play into it. Yeah, I do too. And uh, <clears throat> we've, we've sort of talked about this similar thing where we we, we said, got into ego bitch i told I know, you i know we had three topics and i was like i bet you we end up talking about all three of these yes well yeah huh? yeah stop oh <laughs> stop brandon came up with a fucking term for it what's it yeah. what is it brandon yeah <laughs> anyway so yeah so my my ego no, we gotta tell him what it stands okay. for what's it stand for brandon h's what humble Humble. And, okay, you sound you sound like an idiot. Happy. Uh, it was uh, what was the a what was anger? The, yeah, anger. anger, humble or humility or whatever. And then the humility, ego, and anger. Ego and, and anger. Brandon was just going yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> anyway, he's not friend of mine no more. <laughs> no. So you know, I I, I did. I would try to get ahead of the whole egotistical part, and I would literally say, like, oh, I've got a big ego, and sort of announce it, because you and I have talked before of calling it, like, pain on my terms, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so when my biggest, if you want to call it gripe or, or something, my biggest thing is I don't like people thinking ill of me, yeah, right? Yeah, I don't really And like so that. because of that, I'll acknowledge something that I know that they're going to pick up from me. They're going to be like, oh, Kalu's arrogant, or he has... An, an ego or something yeah. like that. And so I'll call that out just because it's like, hey, I already know that it's like that. And it becomes a defense mechanism thing. Not even a defense mechanism. I just say it. So it's like, okay, now that we've gotten that out of the way, let's look past that and form a, be- a better connection with me. And you'll realize, oh, it's just part of who he yeah. is. So you're like on that movie Pitch Perfect where she calls herself Fat Amy. And they're like, why do you call yourself Fat Amy? She was like, so none of you twig bitches can do that behind my back. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's actually, yeah. No, that's true. That's that's what it is. The old, that's the what old it is. fat Amy trick. Uh, yeah, the old fat Amy. That's yeah. what we're going to start with calling. the fat Amy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get in trouble. Yeah, <laughs> you absolutely are. 
Brandon, how about you? Well, see, like, I, I don't have a very big ego, but I just like to let my results show. Okay. So, like, whenever they expect less, and then I'm just like, He said results show, and I heard nuts hang. Yeah, that's what I kind of, I heard let my nuts hang. That's absolutely what I, and now I'm picturing Brandon just like, <laughs> just like, just like, it's like a big bell. Just like, <laughs> just balls just swinging. That's just... Oh, I don't want to lie. You came on the wrong episode, Chef. Why am I associating myself with this again? But no, it's go ahead, talk about it. Um, just talk about what? Not your balls, just, but like your your results showing. Well, I, I mean, like you know, I've gone for several interviews and different things here lately. Um, of course, I didn't get the jobs, but you know, I'm growing from that, mm -hmm. and I didn't let that. You know, they didn't expect much from me, and then I just kind of wowed them. And they're mm -hmm. just like, you haven't been here long enough, but we can't, we really like you. Sure. So That's good. That's good. So you're hoping, like, you're essentially playing the long game. That's what you're going yeah, for. I don't mind playing the long game. Yeah. I w man, that would still mess with my pride or my ego or something. I'd no. be like, ooh. Or, like, whenever I would go to the gym with Chris, and I was just like, man, I'm, I'm a weak bitch today. And then, like, I'd be benching at least 135, and I'm just like, I got this. Yeah, he would. Yeah. I'd like go to your dark place, and he would literally <laughs> close his eyes, and then I pictured Brandon like channeling demons and all kinds of things. <laughs> because he would, he would go to his dark place, and then we would have what we called, and you know, this isn't entirely appropriate. We called it race wars when we would have <laughs> our, our <laughs> Brandon against Carson, our friend Carson, who is white. I'm like, yeah, I was gonna say Carson is, must be white. Yeah, and Carson is is probably kind of comparable as. A, regarding the amount of gym time that he spends. So then, you know, EL and I would be like, all right, how many push-ups can you weak bitches do? Yeah. Brandon won. Really? Yeah. Hey, thanks for yeah. winning for us, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. It's that extra calf muscle that them darkies have, man. It just lets them excel at all these athletics and stuff like that. But, you know, way, way to show it to them. <laughs> See, I think, I think a hang-up that people have, I think is that they take terms and they feel like if they use a term, it's mutually exclusive with the concept that's associated with another term. Because terms are essentially just tools mm -hmm. that we use to elicit a conceptual understanding of an idea in somebody else. That's what the word is there for, is conveying sure. that between two people. So I think we get caught up in this idea that because we have an ego um, that automatically is going to check boxes regarding like lack of empathy towards others, lack of self-awareness, lack of, but there's a litany of negative things that automatically come up. And you said, you know, you brought up pain on your terms. I like to, my, I guess my mitigating factor that I take into consideration is I would, I kind of make a laughing stock of myself. Mm. I'm like a mockery of a human being. And as a result, they're like, well, it's okay for him to be a little bit perceivably cocky or arrogant because he, his ass exploded out of his pants and he put it on Facebook. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I like, remember that's when what that I happened. Do. Yeah. Me too. <laughs> All, that, it's happened several times. And I document it every time for y'all because I want y'all to know and appreciate Chris that has I don't cakes, give a guys. fuck. But that's the thing is it's, I, I think we, I, I even got into a debate talking about um, the orientation of the idea of being a centrist, politically being a centrist, and what people don't Why know. are you looking at me? 
But the idea of centrist without any kind of uh, specific elements that are associated with it is essentially a moving target because as the left shifts and as the right shifts, where the center is shifts as well. So centrism is finding that middle ground between left and right within a given context. And I think the same thing whenever people are taking this term like, well, I'm a centrist. Well, you might be a centrist within this given context that we're dealing with right now, but if the if the political climate shifted drastically, then that's going to shift where you're at on the spectrum. Is what my imagine what my imagining of it is. Okay. My point being, they're taking this term centrist and putting a lot of finality on it, and 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 by saying that I'm a centrist, it's meaning that, uh, again. You're checking all these boxes by default that um, I I believe in a kind of civil discourse between both sides. Blah, 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 blah. In my head, am I using, in my head, am I, are you using or am I using centrist with humble and like interchangeably kind of? Like yes, when we yes. talk about being humble, you're fitting these different check boxes or something like that. Like this is what it means to be humble. Right. Okay. And, and that's, that's the thing. <laughs> with, with being humble, that doesn't necessarily. Call me Mariah because I just carried you on that fucker, <laughs> Thanks, right? Man, there. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> you did. You, you, was the oof I was like, my shit. buddy's on a tangent. He's throwing up an alley. You? I'm like, I'm God, slam it. fucking damn it. But, <laughs> but being humble is the same thing. It's not one narrative Disney movie version of what humility embodies. Humility is different, and it shifts within a given context. Yeah. And then let me take that and say that whenever I said in the beginning that I have a big ego, I don't really. Um, and I think that whenever I think about my ego, now I believe that it's in a healthy place. Mm -hmm. Because you can have bad ego versus good ego, yeah. you know, your healthy ego. But I've talked to you guys before about how I used to be incredibly egotistical. I was a mean girl. I was an asshole. And I would so have loved to meet this chef. We, you know, we can use. Yeah, I'm a mean girl. But I'm not anymore. But I mean, I think that at that point in time, that I could have used the word ego and asshole interchangeably to yeah. describe myself. Clue, eat my ego. <laughs> <laughs> anytime. <laughs> anytime. You guys are disgusting. <laughs> but no, because at that point in time, I looked at my ego as superiority and that I was better than other people who you know, were different than me, felt different ways than me. Um, I think Chris once said, you know, did you tell people to bite the curb? No, I wasn't that <laughs> big of an asshole. I don't know. I That's American History like X, guys. Thing. Yeah, I would have been like, bite the curb. You, you lesser than. But I was a real jerk to people sure. who didn't deserve it whatsoever. And, you know, it, it took a lot of... Um, it took a lot of people putting me in my place to mm. realize that I was wrong and I needed to change who I was, not that other people needed to change who they were. Uh, I think that, I don't know if I told you guys this before, but during Master Plan, do y'all remember Master Plan? Oh, yeah. yeah, I remember that. So freshman orientation at WKU, so this was in August of 2002, um, we had a lady come and talk to us from the... Um, I can't remember what it was called at the time, but the LBGTQ yeah. type um, organization that they had at WKU. And she mentioned that National Coming Out Day was on October the 11th. And very audibly, I said, oh, God. Oh, my God. You were that person? Oh, I was that person. <laughs> oh, I my mean, God. I was... Oh, I was the worst. Yeah. And so, you know, she was like, well, what's the problem? And I said, well, that's my birthday, and I do not want that to be on my birthday. 
Oh. I mean, I was an asshole. I'm not kidding. Like, like you sitting there with your birthday hat on, like, God damn it. <laughs> These gays stay in that come closet. Out. You stay in there. You stay in that closet on my day. <laughs> it's my day. And so, you know, oh my God. It, I mean, it took a couple of years for me to realize, you know what, Ashley, you're you're a fucking jerk. Like, <laughs> quit being such a dick. Yeah, and yeah. So I remember that... Um, you know, I felt really bad about what I said to that lady because I could tell it hurt her feelings, and rightfully so. I was being the biggest jerk. I mean, I was so though self righteous about what I said. Like when yeah. I was up there, like head held high. Like, Did anyone oh, like yeah. say like? No, nobody work. said anything. Yeah. Way to go for standing up. Like, yeah. Nobody. Now these days, they'd be like, "You stood for what you believe in." You'll be on CNN and everything like that. So. <laughs> well, or Fox I was. News. I'm glad that they didn't because I was ridiculous. Yeah. And yeah. so I, you know, I always felt really bad about it and. You know, now I perform same-sex marriages. In fact, I've performed more same-sex marriages than I have heterosexual ones. Yeah. And I found the lady that I was a jerk to um, just a few years ago. I found her, and I apologized to Did her. Did she remember? She she said she didn't remember. I can't imagine. But then that made me feel worse to go. Then that means so many people have been, have, have been that have way. Been hateful to you over the course of time that you don't even remember that because it always stuck with me. I mean, I don't want to say I'm glad that situation happened. It should have never happened. I'm ashamed that I ever did that. But because I've been able to change, I've used that experience on multiple occasions to tell people that we can shift. Mm. If you know, we can if you are a centrist. Um, you know, then you can be a centrist now, but we're at a different spot. Yeah. And even, you know, I have a very, my law partner, he's incredibly conservative and it's taken him a long time. But, you know, recently he came to me and he said, you know, I think that Black people are okay. <laughs> Sorry. No, he said. I, you know, I, I. He said, I hope that the church stops giving um, homosexual people such a rough time. Why? And I was like, okay, you yeah. know, good first step yeah. there, bud. Yeah. But you know, I swung way to the left from where I had been back um, whenever I was eighteen. And again, I, I blamed that I was involved with a very. Um, conservative religious organization at that sure. time, which is what led me to be the jerk that I was. Instead of being the warm and welcoming person I should have been yeah. through my religion, we've switched religions since then. So okay, been. okay. Yeah. That's interesting, man. And golly, it's I, I keep wanting to think back to to when we, we all can sort of agree that when people hear the word humble, everyone seems to have this one set definition or this mindset of what a humble person is one it's like someone in my opinion someone who not even doesn't boaster it's like someone who who doesn't enjoy the attaboys or the girls or someone who fits this one thing and we've sort of understood we've come to understand that it's it should be shifting it's always going to be changing depending on what's going on and i hate to quote the guy i really do because i think he's trash for the most part but um Kanye West. He said that uh, I know. <clears throat> he just unmedicated, bro. Like, yeah, I don't like, know. He has some mental health. He, yeah, people around him are not doing. I want college a, dropout Kanye. An ethical job. Like, me and my wife were talking right? about that. We were yeah. like, old school Kanye was so good. But yeah. he said like, people always tell you be humble, be humble. But when was the last time someone told you to be amazing, be great, be awesome? You know what I mean? Like, and for me, that is, that's something that like. Not even so much that, that I struggle with, but I would rather be told and tell people, be great, be awesome, all that other kind of stuff, as opposed to being humble. I feel like, especially right now, we're in a 
we're living in a time where it's like it doesn't feel like people want to achieve much and and they're equating like being in neutral as being humble you know what i'm saying or like not going forward and, and not doing not being proud of the stuff that you do or not saying like hey or do, does that does well, any of what yeah, i'm saying I, sort I'm of saying, make sense i think a key element of this and i just to kind of i guess segue off of what you're saying is that uh well, and I've got a quote as well. Okay. And I, it's not that I, I don't even hate to quote this individual, but George St. Pierre. Okay. Just retired from MMA. Yeah. This is the second time. Mm-hmm. The first time that he retired, I don't know if y'all know, but he got his ass beat on by Big Rig Hendrick. I think it's got an S on there. I don't know. <laughs> but he got his ass beat on by that boy and then still pulled out the decision victory and then retired shortly after that. Mm-hmm. George St. Pierre is one of the most highly decorated people in all of mixed martial arts. Mm -hmm. But his quote says, Humility is the first rule of martial arts. Either you learn humility quickly or you leave because your ego can't handle losing repeatedly. Yeah. Okay. Well, this gentleman dipped after he took what perceivably was a nail. You can't leave it up to the judges, which I guess is a concept that we could think. Write that down, Brandon. Put put that in your memo box, bitch. (laughs) Uh, But... Uh, George St. Pierre, at the pinnacle of his career, took this fat-ass L, dude, and perceivably retreated from mm. the public eye, everything. They did a post-fight interview of this man, and he was messed up. Joe Rogan made a big deal out of it. It was like, they should have never even done a post-fight interview of it, because he was just not there. His pride, everything was just crushed. Right. Well, when he came back on the scene, he was much more... Uh, I guess discerning regarding the fights that he was willing to take and on what conditions he would take those fights. Yes. The fighter had changed. Mm. So he he is repeatedly been called out by any number of people in the MMA community. But there's an assessment that has to take place and it's risk to reward. Mm-hmm. And it's totally fucking okay for him at this point in his career where he's at. Mm-hmm. For him to look at somebody and look at the risk and reward and step away from a fight and be like, no, that that shit's not for for me at all. Yeah. And I think that if we're talking about ego, humility, like that that paradigm right there, I think that it's totally okay to have um, this unrelenting ego that allows you to, to do your yeah. thing and do it well, but also have that discerning element to your personality where you can be like... I'm not capable of doing that. And it's okay for me to be selfish and step the fuck away. Yeah. You don't own me. This is my legacy. I'm going to step away from this shit as well. You know, one thing too with that is that I think people can get, I feel like people can get themselves into trouble like that. And it's because when they stay in this certain lane of things that keep their ego feeling fine, you will often stay you'll you'll shy away from challenges right. because you don't want something to hurt your ego and just for me to equate that to like the gym I'll do all these exercises I'll do bench I'll do this and that but if you tell me to squat I already know that's going to hurt my ego because I know that there's people that are smaller than me who can squat a shitload more you know what I'm saying or, or there's people that are um they they may look they they may not look stronger than me or something like that and like i'm seeing them out there squatting just gobs of weight and when people look at me they assume that i can just i don't huh i don't 
I know, because you know my leg. Chris knows my leg problems, but Chris is also five foot four and can lift anything. So, so it's more about knowing your limitations and being able to. I think humility is being able to say exactly what you said. Yes. To say, I've reached a point where I can't do more than this, but I need to be. Um, you know, my ego is fine to say that I have these that, abilities, and that's exactly why I like when I was at the gym Saturday. I said, or before going there, I said, I need to be humbled. I need to get myself humbled. And so I went and had a good workout, but then I was also sitting there on like doing squats with no weight on there. And I was struggling and I didn't like people were walking by and stuff like that. And they were just like, man, he's struggling on, on this. But it's like, I was, it was, it was a good feeling letting go of my ego, letting go of all that other stuff. And it's like, it was very humbling and, and going in there and feeling muscles and body parts that I don't normally activate. When when some my friend was watching me and he was telling me, hey, you need to go lower. You need to like you haven't been using this range or this part of your body in so long that it's almost like atrophy. You know what I'm saying? You forget to like you just fail to use a certain part of your body so much. That like you just sort of operate like it's not there, and so I was, you know, and that's your brain. That's, that's your brain. And, and that, yes, that's, that's the connection I'm wanting to make. Thing. Well, and, and everything that you do in the gym, yes, when you, what you do in the gym, you're creating something in your fucking yes. mind. Yes, like, and so to equate that to like real life, people shy away from challenges. People will get themselves. They'll continuously like you'll see like some people. Like super attractive people will, you know that term dating down, right? They'll continue getting people that look like. I appreciate y'all, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. <laughs> you know, people kind of like, if you want to say like, they'll get like, I don't want to, I hate the term, but it's like easy prey, right? You're like, oh yeah, you can easily date this person or something like that. And it's like, because, or at least I feel like you don't want to challenge. Well, I'm thinking about this and I'm sorry. I don't even. I might spiral us out of control when I say Do this. It. But, I mean, I think that all of us in this room have healthy egos, and I think you're joking to some extent about, you know. I'm not. Okay. No, no. <laughs> just, no go ahead. Finish what you were saying. But we all have the ability to look at our deficiencies, and our we, we have the ability to be hu- to be humiliated, yes. I guess. We have sure. that ability. What I saw in this past week, like, there are so many things when I look at the president – <clears throat> and I look at him and I go, oh. you you don't have to lie about this, man. Like, yeah. the the Tim Cook thing, yeah. where he accidentally called him Tim Apple. Okay, that's fine. Well, if any normal person would be yeah. like, Tim my Apple. My bad. <laughs> my bad. Any normal person would say, my bad. And then take ownership of it, and then you're almost, it's almost a likable thing. Like, yeah. the little gaffes and shit, yeah. like, those are a likable quality yeah. of a human being. Taking ownership. Yeah. I mean, if he had laughed about it, I would have been like, oh my gosh, he laughed. He, yeah. he said that, you know, oh, I made a mistake. The man mm. is above reproach. Yeah. And from <laughs> but what we heard was, no, 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 you, I said it so fast that your all's ears couldn't hear it, but because I wanted to save two and a half seconds. So I said to the couple, yeah. like, no, no, you didn't. I could not just be, you know, humble enough to say I made a slip of the tongue. I'm still the president. Yeah. I'm still the commander of the free world. But I accidentally said Tim yeah. Apple. Why is there a disconnect that doesn't even allow for that? It's it's because a lot of us, we, we are in, I think Juicy said it on this episode, we're all kind of demigods of our own little world. And and when other people, when you sort of project that that uh, that demigod that you have in your head to other people, 
you try to almost be like, hey, I don't make mistakes in my head. You should believe that I don't make mistakes either. Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so you'll sit there and defend that over and over and over. I think if he was taking a and this is this isn't just the president. This is any other type of person. If right. you if you start taking like an outside in sort of view, you know, or a top down view of yourself, you can be like, oh, you sound dumb. You know what I mean? But it's hard to step outside of yourself to realize like what's you know, what you're doing. I think a key element is realizing the collateral damage or impact of how you're behaving. Yes. You can, you're entitled to have all the juice in the world. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can just think super highly of yourself, but it, as long as you're not leaving an enormous amount of collateral damage in your wake. Yes. And I think that that's one of the key elements to humility is realizing the impact that your ego is potentially having on other people. Oh and I God. Think that that, yeah. Yes. It's hard, man. And, one, yeah. and I think again, one of the, one of the first steps is the, the acknowledgement first yeah. of all, and then putting some sort of mitigating device in place, mitigating factor. Like I said earlier, whereby you'll be like, you know, I'm going to go ahead and just say, you know, I come off arrogant or whatever. And then you, okay, you, you've drawn me in. Let me prove you wrong. Yeah, um, and then I'm a goddamn laughingstock most of mm-hmm. the time, but it's knowing where your ball ends up, understanding that everything you do is going to have some sort of net effect on someone else. It ultimately will. So you have to have a little bit of empathy, also. Oh yes, yeah, and and you know Absolutely. what? It, there's a difficult thing. Empathy we, is everything. Well, man. yeah, and we we talked about the whole concept of the new alpha being centered around. Really, not only having empathy, but training yourself to become more and more empathetic. Because if you're able to, you know, take lumps and take L's and keep going and not become callous, that's a much more, I guess, laudable quality to have than somebody that has taken a bunch of L's and has developed a prickly personality as a result of it. Mm-hmm. It's understandable, but it's much more laudable for somebody to still be soft and accessible after they've received ill treatment from the rest of the world. Yeah, and just so everyone is clear, there there is a big difference between empathy and sympathy, you know what I mean? And I want yeah. to just sympathy quickly, I don't even want, yeah, ass. sympathy could eat my ass. It could eat like, my ego. <laughs> yeah, it could eat, yeah, right, Shep? It could eat my ego. Um, but... <laughs> Sorry, but uh, just a quick definition, you know, empathy is the capacity to understand or feel what another person is experiencing from within their frame of reference. That is the capacity to place oneself in another person's position. And so that's something too. when I that's that kind of guides why I use my ego or the recognition of my ego as a defense mechanism. It's not so much a defense mechanism. It's like, hey, I'm guiding the person because I I sit there and I try to think like they're probably going to think that I'm acting this way because I have this kind of a issue. And so I sort of go with them and guide them past that yeah. and be like, hey, he's not really that oh, yeah, way. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's something, it's just part of the personality. Oh, dude. Do you see what I mean? And, and, the, and again, that's, that's an interesting thing because it almost, you're, you're almost seeing some utility in stepping away from first person perspective to third person perspective mm-hmm. and utilizing that working version of yourself. Yes. Like, here's this that you thought I was to entertain, enthrall, Illicit. Yeah. We'll say illicit because it can be negative, positive as long as you're eliciting something, mm-hmm. then you've got them. 
And then once you've brought them down that path, then you're you're like, oh well, this individual has depth. This this individual has um, it's has, substance, you know. Well, and 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 has invested in me. Yes, I think that that's a big part of it as sure. well. It's, you've taken the time to prove to them that you do have depth, as opposed to the arrogant, the truly arrogant thing to do would be. Well, I'm fucking awesome, and then if you don't recognize that immediately, then yeah. you can kiss my ass. Yeah, one of the first things I say is like, "Hey, I have ego problems." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just say that, and again, and it's that's just like, that, "Oh, that's okay." That third person, yeah, but that's a third person, exactly operating version of yourself that you're you're putting out there. Like, here, look at this, you know, almost larger than life version mm-hmm. of who I really am, mm-hmm. and I, I do that in my line of work as well. Like, I again, I. I I preface things by saying, like, well, I realize I can come off as a tool. Girls that I've kicked it with that like me, genuinely like me, will be like, you make me kind of a tool. And I'm like, why? I'm nice to people. Yeah. Why? But you know what? I just try to take ownership of it as much as possible and then also be accessible and empathetic. And I think yeah. that that's the key is I don't leave a lot of damage in my wake. Sure. And I think that I did not have the ability to become a humble person until I had empathy for others. Yeah. I, I lacked the ability to do that. And that was what, what was going on with me probably through most of my undergraduate experience, WKU. And it was finally whenever I got to UK, because so I went to law school at UK afterwards. And, you know, this is going to be my egotistical thing coming out, saying when I was at WKU, I knew I was smarter than a lot of the sure. students yeah, there. Yeah. Yeah. Me I know you guys bit. were too. <laughs> I okay? mean, like, yeah, so I just didn't do my homework all the time. I was smarter I didn't either. than them. I made it out. <laughs> the way that I was at that point in time turned into you're smarter than them, you're better than them. It doesn't matter what they think. Yes. Kind of feeling. And I had no empathy towards others. And then when I went to UK Law, man, I was not even close to being one of the smartest people there. And then I had all this new group of friends that just ripped on me all the time. Really? Being like, why are you acting this way? Why do you think that you're so great? And I'll never forget that one girl who's one of my very good friends now, Janet Humphrey, um, she said, I remember the first time you walked up, that blonde bitch wearing her pearls, <laughs> swinging her hair back and forth, just got out of that BMW, and I was like, man, fuck her. I'm not yeah, ever going to yeah, be yeah. <laughs> And I think it took everybody else pretty much beating me down into my place for me to be able to have empathy for the people I had been a jerk to. Should we have to be beaten down into place? Well, you should, like, but uh, no, if you're like me, you had to. Well, and the, and the, but that's the thing is like, uh, I don't think I ever was. Yeah. down in place. I think that that's blatantly fucking obvious yeah. that my, my shit has careened completely out of control, but I was also raised with a lot of love and empathy. Sure. And I think one of the the funnier elements of this is that you were talking about people ripping on you as like a formative thing. Kalu and I are not like nice to each other. Like we're not. Nice. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, even, <laughs> no, yeah. even beyond this, like we're yeah, way outside worse, of the we're yeah. way worse to each yeah. other when this isn't going on. Yeah, but fundamentally, like I think that that's that's a basis for actual trust. Like if if you're letting somebody know that upfront about whatever, bitch, you're full of shit. Like you'll just say some stuff like mm-hmm. that. You're also making. An acknowledgement that you have a vested interest in the outcome yes. of what's going on. Yes, absolutely, and, man. And that's you have to be willing to accept that, and you have that's a trainable quality. Yeah, and and I, I went on this little tirade, but 
that's my point is that we all don't have the same natural ability to empathize, Mm -hmm. but it is a trainable element for physiology and it is a physiological thing. It has to do with uh, neurotransmitters, just like everything else pretty much does. I think it's, you're, you're augmenting uh, your, what, oxytocin probably mm. would be associated with it. And I think something... See, y'all are smarter than me. Well, <laughs> I can admit that now. Well, and then and mitigating a, a cortisol release, okay, which is stress hormone, right? So I think empathy will cause a release in cortisol if you feel as though someone in your direct proximity is made to feel less than. Ah, I see. Or something I see. like that. That empathy... You start well, you, to learn. Yeah. You will not want anyone in your proximity to feel less than. That's yeah. one of the yuckiest feelings mm-hmm. for an empathetic person to feel is yeah. that you've made someone in your proximity feel less than. Yeah. Especially also if you see someone being made to feel less than and like you don't really have control to change it. Right. That's like that's a that's a gross feeling that I have. Well, and, and again, it's a, it's a sick one. And and to relate it back to the fact that we talk mad shit to each other, it's also an acknowledgement of like, I see you, I see what all you you're capable of and what you got going on. So I'm gonna hit you with everything I fucking got. Like yeah. I'm I'm gonna try and talk all the jack to you in the fucking world. Mm-hmm. And and it's a beautiful thing. Sure. Ribbing on your friends, people discount the utility of having a type of friendship where you can be like you raggedy one tooth having bitch. (laughs) Shout out to CJ Buford. (laughs) You know, one thing that I want to say about being humbled is I don't believe that anyone else can humble you. I think that it it is an acknowledgement that you have with yourself. Like, I don't think that anyone can humble. I, like I can humble myself. Someone can absolutely right. whoop my yeah. ass or anything right. like that. But you like, have to humble yourself. You have to humble yourself. Yeah. And like, and the thing is, is like, I would rather get the shit kicked out of me than than have to sit there on a on a squat rack doing nothing or on a hack squat doing nothing because that part hurts worse than me getting beat up. Do you see what oh, I'm yeah. saying? So like yeah. the 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 moments or the times where. Uh, uh, the humbling kind of happens to you it's not anything that anyone else can sort of control for you because i could take a big fat l and still be the most prideful guy on the planet with the biggest ego yeah, off you because you'll figure out a way to spin something you can rationalize it yeah and and one one example is like a lot of those like macho dudes or whatever who get rejected by a girl they'll say oh she's a slut you know, or she's this way. Those she isn't dudes, shit. You know what I'm saying? Fucking, they're fucking trash <laughs> bags, dude. And if you're one of those guys, listen, stop your car and then walk into oncoming traffic. <laughs> Just kill yourself. Like, look, I don't need you, man. And I, I, I'm not even trying to be like, I'm not even trying to be like, oh, you need to be sensitive about that. No, dude, we don't need you. Yeah, a lot and, of people on the planet, man. You just one less. Peace out. <laughs> Sorry. And you're. Affliction oh, shirt. <laughs> yeah, you and your affliction shirt, Look, and you're like you holy have jeans with like crosses and shit all out of back nowhere. Of my phone just fell out of my lap. <laughs> I used to date him. Like, I, know <laughs> I mean, like all you guys with yeah, all that stuff. Well, just and, and again, I always try to relate it to this: the understanding that the body is a biological machine, mm-hmm. and everything that you do is going to have some sort of implication. Both physiologically, like the way your, you know, physical body functions, and then also the way your mind functions. Yeah, I think the acknowledgement 
that we are different physiologically is the first step in acknowledging that we don't all necessarily have the same capacity for empathy. Mm. And I think that's an important thing. Or for, humility. Right. And, and, and that's pretty an, much or any trait, man. Absolutely. Yeah. It, that, that's very true. But if we just focus on empathy for the sure. time, time being, because I think that's one of the most fundamental characteristics that a human being, because if you have empathy, then I think that frees you up to learn and pick oh, up yeah. things yes. a lot easier, too. Because um, you've talked before about, I, I'm going to mess up the phrasing, the meeting people where you find them. Meeting meeting people where they are. Where they are, yes. Mm-hmm. And so I think because I had, well. <laughs> yeah, I know, sorry. <laughs> but the, but the way I'm not trying said, to make you humble like, about I it. I found you. <laughs> it's like, found you. <laughs> but I think because I went through that experience, and you know, this was 14 years ago that I was, the last time I was a jerk, I think. Um, you know, I think I've become a different person. But because I went through that, I can recognize in other people, I think, where they are at this point. And I don't have to rip on them to make them feel like they're lesser than to prove a point. So if I can trust that, if I just communicate to them in a way that I would hope that I would be communicated to, even if our opinions are different, that they'll have enough humility within themselves to recognize that they have something to learn from me and oh yeah yeah. what is that the the, kind of the concept of taking off the gloves as well like yeah you are showing it's like okay look i'm I'm gonna lay myself bare a little bit and be vulnerable i guess and hope of reciprocity yeah and then also i think a key element of that is not expecting reciprocity yes that's oh go ahead no no you're i think a, a lot of what i do in trying to change opinions um politically and for you know just basic you know, being nice to each other, human nature, is saying, hey, if you feel that way right now, look, I used to as well. I used to be a jerk. Um, you don't have to be that person anymore. And it's okay for you to change uh, change your course and be someone else. You don't have to keep going along this path and being a dick to everybody. Man, okay, th- it, it's great that you've said that because this this reminds me of two separate podcast episodes that we that we talked about. So the first thing I want to talk about is when we were saying like taking off the gloves. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I want to just sort of talk about that for a quick second for people who haven't heard about that. So we brought that concept up in one of our really, really early podcast episodes. And we said that when you're arguing with someone or having like a, some kind of a disagreement or just, a, I mean, a, a fight, like if you and your husband or something like that are just going through some shit or whatever, we sort of brought up the we made the concept of taking off the gloves and so in in like boxing or MMA or something like that when you wrap up your hands with tape and then like fighters gloves or boxing gloves your body you you hit a lot harder because you have less regard for your hand right and so the punches that you you'll throw to people are going to hurt way worse but if you take the gloves off, if you take all the fighters tape, if you take all that other stuff off, you have a higher chance of breaking your own fist by hitting someone. By your fist connecting with someone's face, you have a much harder chance of breaking that fist. And so to take that into like arguments and stuff like that, when you take the gloves off, you will have you'll be a little bit more sensitive about the shit that you say to people because you can see the reaction that it makes on their face right when you say something messed up or you say something really rude or something that you know that's going to cut them really really deep do you see what i'm saying and then also if you have any bit of empathy you'll be like man i shouldn't have said that and that has happened like 
times when I've argued with my wife before, like I I there have been times where I've said stuff and I've been like, fuck, why did you say that? Because you lacked empathy, bitch. I lacked, yeah. I, I truth, truthfully, I because lacked empathy, and I was like, it, fuck, I shouldn't. And, and for yeah. me, because I just want to, I just want to here, just in, injecting myself with like truth serum right now, like I. At the beginning, I just want I want to solve a problem, right? I want the fight to be just done and over with. But like if I get if I start reacting and we're like, oh, so we're throwing we're throwing haymakers and shit at each other now, like I don't see tears Luke anymore. Stomping back in the room. No, yeah, no, like if, if you're if you're crying or upset or something like that, it's like I it's just, it's merely a biological response. It's like we're going to war now. Do you see what I'm saying? But like one part inside is like, fuck, why are you saying this? Stop, shut up, shut up, shut up, you know? And so one of the things that I've started to try to do is, and it, and it came after we had this episode, it's like, I need to start taking the gloves off if I'm going to argue with someone or have a fight. And it's it has made things a lot easier because it's just like, okay, don't say that thing or, or I'll just try to avoid. Now the next thing I've just got to be better about is when it does happen because I'm human and I'll still, you know say something especially if we go like back and forth trading haymakers or something like you ain't shit well, no and, you ain't shit and no, we, don't, we don't say you ain't shit but it's like that's a part where it's just like okay like I, I need to figure out how to be like come back and be like time out I didn't mean to say that that was that was shitty you know what I mean that's something that I'm, I'm certainly working on right now but then the the next thing that I wanted to say you said that when people get into this mindset where you tell them, hey, you don't have to be like that anymore. It's okay to like let go of that. We had one of our older episodes called Becoming the Hero. And so we were talking about uh, a, a guy that was, he was like a, gen- he was a command, some general or something like that in World War II, fought for the Japanese army. And so what happened was that he was on, I can't remember what island that it was on, but he, the way that he was brought up in the Japanese army was that you're not told to surrender until your commander tells you to and surrender. Relieves you of duty. Yeah, yeah, and relieves you of duty. So the war had ended. You know, they dropped the atomic bombs. Yes, Japan yeah. had surrendered, this and guy, that guy was just like, yeah. "No, until I get word that someone, until I get that sign, that signal that it's okay for me to stop fighting, I'm going to keep fighting." And I think that there's a lot of people right now, especially people who are tied up in their ego, they need something to tell them, "Hey, it's okay." To let that go. It's okay. You don't have to... Like, you can still have your ego, but you don't have to turn it on all the time. You know what I mean? It's much easier to have an ego, especially in this technological age, where your ego can be presented behind a screen. So oh, got, shit, yeah. You don't just have on boxing gloves. You've got distances with miles and miles. And then you have your, your Facebook following, and it's like, oh, you know, you... Anybody Trump, here played PlayStation Network? And hell yeah. And 12-year-olds, like, telling they gonna fuck your mama tonight? Yeah, and all yeah. There are some games I'm just like... This twelve. How many times just, am I gonna hear the N word? Yeah. How many times am I gonna hear the N word with Brandon's the hard R? Eight year old mouth. Yeah. And I can't sit there and like, because like, the kids. Brendan, I'm gonna come to your house and kill you. Yeah. Because no, they've heard it all the time. Some kid says it. I can't just be like, but what's your address? I'm gonna go over there and fuck shit out of your mom, dude. Right in front of you. You know what I'm saying? It's like, no, it does. It has zero effect. No, they don't because care. He says that care. too. They don't care. But <laughs> they that's how care. Facebook is too. That's exactly how Facebook is. But man. about almost uh, but like more like targeted towards eliciting like emotional responses that's all it is and you can get into this huge fight with someone behind a screen on facebook and then you see them the next day and it's kind of like this approach of you know well how am i going to communicate with them now and well (laughs) (laughs) but it's 
But, you know, you meet somebody, and if you try to have the same conversation with someone in person as you do through a screen, yeah. you treat each other as much It's different. a completely different conversation, man. Completely different. And I think that's where the, you know, God, Lee, it's, it's really crazy. It's hard to be humble when you're behind a keyboard. Because it's it hard goes, to be yeah. humble when you're on a screen. You see, and it's it's funny. I, what podcast was I listening to? Um, I can't remember. No. No, not that one. Huh? No, not well, that one. Say, but I'm saying, like, when people create, like, online profiles and stuff like that, you can create this facade, this Or there's, image, like, an this... anime picture as their profile picture. Yeah. You know well, they're going to be trouble, bro. <laughs> yeah. but well, Chris but... was talking about the physiological response okay. when you communicate with someone. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. No, no, you're fine. You're fine. Go ahead. Um, but I think that that's part of it, too, that whenever you look someone in the eye, you still have that biological response. You know, all oh, those yeah. things that you said that your mind is releasing whenever you're communicating yeah. with someone. You don't have that if you're no. behind a screen. There's zero oxytocin no. release. There's none. So what what are you hoping to gain from it? Eliciting anger from someone, which might give you a little dopamine trigger, probably? Well, depending on who you are, if, if you might seek that. Because if you're sitting there trying to trigger people so the trolls, entire time. Trolls, trolls are just yeah. getting little, little dopamine. It's an ego trip. If you piss someone off, you did, you did your responses. job. Yeah. Um, well, And I think that that's the other end of ego. I think that you can have an ego that is... Very much, you don't seek validation through others at all, and you lack empathy. You mm-hmm. can lack empathy. Or you can also, not to say that either way you couldn't lack empathy, but you can also almost entirely seek validation through other individuals, which means that instead of being potentially implosive, you're explosive. Yeah. You're, le- you're, you're just floating in the wind, pretty much, and a catastrophic event regarding your public image could just level you. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Whereas, so you'll always do things to get, in air quotes, to get likes. Right. To get the attaboys and, that's a and type stuff of, like and that. And that's a type of ego. And, and yeah. that's, again, to, to underscore the fact that these concepts can manifest themselves in many, many different ways. Mm-hmm. But you can have the conventional, like, I have 15,000 followers on IG type ego or you can have an ego that's I'm sitting behind a keyboard with a neck beard arguing about <laughs> socialism with Chris Kilborn. Yeah, talking about I'll beat your ass at Walmart. Everybody goes to Walmart. Chris I feel like Kilborn. someone did that. I feel like someone yeah, did that. A dude was like, "I'm six foot two, two hundred and twenty pounds," and I'm like, "Bitch, that's what I warm up with on beef press." <laughs> <laughs> you know, we we're talking shit. He said, "Well." Everybody goes to Walmart, and I'm like, well, that was the response that I expected. Yeah, me, yeah. Brandon, let's talk about your ego, man. I know you don't have one. I feel like you do have one. So uh, I just want to ask you guys. So, like, whenever you get the twelve, oh, what are you? Are you dodging? He's, not, he's, been he's, the same he's, he's trying to dodge my shit, man. Oh my god, <laughs> he's been formulating some foul shit this whole let's time. Let's hear. But no, like, whenever you get a response from one of those twelve year old kids, how do you respond to them? Uh, for me, I used to like respond and talking shit back, you know. Yeah, I don't have time for I'll mute. Yeah, and then uh, a lot of times I'll sit there and be like, "Why am I even on here?" The juice ain't worth the squeeze. (laughs) Yeah, I'll just be like, I need to go and and do something different. You're not gonna be like, I'm gonna go home and beat off to a picture of your mom. (laughs) (laughs) I got it from your dad. He shared it with his uncle. Wow, I'm shocked that you're this. Your yeah. got a landing pad. <laughs> no, no. I, so See, there's part of me that wants to do that. Yeah. But I always go with the other side, who's just like, okay, 
whatever. Go yeah. Tuna fish sandwich. Yeah, <laughs> just no. I'll, I'll like try. Like there, the last time that actually happened, someone started like, and I was like, why? Why are you doing that? I was like, we're all just over here playing a game. Like, just play. Just like shut yeah. up, man. You know what I mean? And uh, it seems like reason just doesn't work. So no, I just sometimes I just I'll just only do it with my friends or something. Well, and like that's that, what, you know? whenever I initially get into into a debate with somebody, I tend to if I know that that's what they're looking for, I yeah. tend to give them that immediately. Yeah. I don't I don't escalate it in accordance with what they're saying. I'm very much 100 percent me on my wall, on my post. Yeah. You step to me. This is okay. Let this me. Talk, I'm going to talk to you, and I would talk to them like that in yeah. person, and they know I would fundamentally as yeah. well. But uh, Jesus, titty fucking Christ, Clue. <laughs> I've seen, <laughs> I've seen you. I've seen you get on there and troll motherfuckers too. Yeah, I've seen. This you. just happened the other. Yeah, yeah. But it was just because it was it was a topic that I think was that I thought was stupid anyway. <laughs> Look, look, I'm sorry. I'll say it right now. The deodorant topic is dumb. I don't understand why people yeah, get I know I know we're I know we're sidetracking right now. That's fine. People want to know more. You just said the deodorant topic. Yeah, you have okay. to elaborate. Yeah, okay. So <laughs> Chris made a post about like there was some I just shared a meme. He shit. shared a meme about and well, it had this memes. like hippie like she just could have been an accountant. I don't know, but she had her. <laughs> she armpit. could have been a pound. Yeah, she, she had she, like she armpit had her armpit hair. hair was was dyed rainbow colors and and it had like a jewel in it. Yeah, and and that's fine. That's and they cool. were and they were saying that people going on about her having bo was sexist, and I was like, like that's stupid. No, the people going on about you stinking is yeah, because like, you're a woman. Stink. It's because you stink. It's just because you and stink. It, no, and, it, and it's yeah. okay. If you, I support your right to stink. I, yeah, I, I will. It. I will fight for your right to stink. But if everybody, it, like, remember, but, your freedoms go as far as my begin, where mine begin, yeah. right? Yeah, you don't you're want all that stuff. I don't want glue yes. in my face smelling like Paco Rabanne no. all the yeah. time. Yeah, smell like ass on your own, dude. Yeah. That's cool, but At, if you're in my space, get, I'm gonna be get like, your, Whoa, something get stinks. your bo out of my face, get yeah. your axe body spray out of my fucking face. That's a, can you yes. tell my husband that? Please? <laughs> <laughs> I think you just did. Our next episode is gonna be on divorce, so. Uh, <laughs> oh, we're gonna be Yeah, I mean, but that was the thing that one one of Chris's friends said something on there, and I think one of the Kalu, one of my Kalu popped his collar and was like, "Pop my collar." I woke up that morning and said, looked at my wife and said, babe, I'm going to start some shit today. <laughs> That's what's going to happen. But I said, I said, okay, I'm going to, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to pick a fight with some white women today. <laughs> so I was, I wrote on there. I was like, all right, you can have BO as long as we can have man spreading back. I'm tired of sitting on my balls all the time. <laughs> so, obviously just trolling. You know what I'm saying? Obviously trolling. But it's just like the fact that we that people get up in arms about that stuff. It's like, come on, man! Like, why do I feel like there's only a small amount of people that's just like, just don't. You can stink. You could not shave. Just don't go flaunting it. Like it's well, just like it's that's, okay. That's like just don't go flaunting. Expectation. Yeah. Expectation. Like you, you. I will support your right. Absolutely. To personal expression, even if it impacts me in a way that I subjectively perceive in a negative way as long as it doesn't pass a certain threshold. I don't I, wanna, I'll even make that consolation. I won't. But I, but I will. Well, me and yeah. Kalu differ on that, but I will, I'll, I'll let some shit slide. I'll yeah. let some fucking shit slide and be like, oh, you stink, but you cool, so we can kick it. Yeah. 
we won't even talk about you sticking. I'm kind of getting used to it. It's all good. Yeah. Like, I'm I'm of that school of thought, but I am not of the school of thought of, uh, I'm this way, acknowledge it, accept it, laud it, make it seem like it's fucking fantastic, or you're no, praising yeah. me. That's not the way the shit works. No, yeah, that's not how it works. Your, your chosen, like, inventory of personal, unique characteristics that make you so fucking cool. edgy and dope are not a excuse or recipe that you can enforce onto somebody else. That's why I think that we all, a lot of us are like, we think we're little demigods of our universe and we just project that shit well, on everyone else. It's like, so, come on, and, dude. You know, and, and that's the thing. If you, can, if you can't play nice with other people, then you just go away. That's what I do. <laughs> just play with yourself. Right? Play, with just yourself. play by yourself. Yeah. Not with yourself, Brandon. <laughs> Jesus is watching. <laughs> What the fuck is wrong with you? I just, I don't know, man. That that was the thing. That was the thing that just kind of get it got to me. And I, I'm still wondering why I am I went on a rant about it for this episode. Oh, because we were talking about, like, uh, the response that you get. It elicits a, a fun little response yeah. in your brain. And, and you know what's funny? That in itself should be, that's a humbling moment that I think everyone should go through. Is like, when they understand that, like, you're not the most important thing in the universe. And somewhere along the lines, someone has told us that we are the most important things in the universe. Um, every day in the 1980s because my mother read all those parenting books. Really? Yeah, really? Oh, yeah, like Dr. Just, Spock and oh, shit? Oh, yeah. You know, she always My mama read that shit, too. Like, tell me like, how tell you're the great, you're the yes, greatest and all that kind of stuff. Nobody best, told yeah. me I was shit, ever. Everybody was like, well, obviously, you're supposed to get, like, A's and being gifted really? and talented. Yeah, yeah no, I, right? I was told, like... They, my, yeah. they would tell me I was exceptional. They'd be like, well, you are great, but, like, nothing that I did ever got... Like, yeah, good job, Chris. It was like, well, yeah, motherfucker, you bad. Why are you oh, telling yeah. me? I don't care. I got shit going on. Yeah. No, I, I was, I got all the attaboys and stuff like that. And again, we've talked about this stuff because culturally, uh, it the Nigerian culture is male dominated, right? And so, you know, we, you'll, you would never hear my parents saying, the only daughter, my favorite daughter. My parents are like, the only son. But then it's, it's because there's that whole thing of like, he's carrying the name He's going to do all, they want you to do all this exceptional shit or something like that. But it's because you, uh, again, according to the culture, like everything gets passed to you. You carry that stuff elsewhere. So they're going to put a lot of their stock and time and all that kind of stuff. You know, my big sister was valedictorian. She was, you know, she's running a successful business in, in Atlanta and all this other stuff. But it's just like mom and dad are still going to be like, that's that's my boy there. You know, he can do no wrong or Lulu. something like that. But because... Big Lulu! But because of that... Maybe! <laughs> but because of all that, it was... I did have to sort of, like, get over the fact that it's like, hey, I'm not King Dingling or something like that. You know what I mean? Well, it, like, I'm not the master of the universe. Even... Although it does come up sometimes. But again, I make a point to acknowledge that just because it's like getting ahead of it. Like, hey, there's a lot more to me than that, than that little part, Absolutely. right? Absolutely, and, and you know you were. Talking I'm sitting here thinking as I say this. I'm like, my wife is be like, bullshit. <laughs> we need to get her on, her on here. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I've I've said on multiple occasions, I'd be like, yeah, we just we need to get her on here, and me not be in there, <laughs> just so she, just so I can be like, that's not true. I'd be like, nope. 100% true. Fact checker? Fact checker, yeah. Is Kalu crying right now? Is he wincing? It's true. 100% true. true. Well, you brought up 
in passing, you're talking about all those like 80s, like new age kind of books and yeah. shit. The acknowledgement, and this sounds like some new agey silly bullshit, the acknowledgement that you are simultaneously all that there is and nothing yeah. at the same time hmm. is a fundamental fucking thing, I feel mm-hmm. like. Because mm-hmm. I, I think people tend to think it's one or the other. Yep. Yep. And it's not, dude. Like, yes. This is it. This yes. is what you got. This is your shit. Yes. This is your little shot at everything in the great expanse yes. of all that is. But you are just like a little speck. Yes. And I and I, that's one thing that I talk about. And it's truthfully why I enjoy mountain biking is because anytime that I'm out in nature, I realize or I recognize my insignificance. Like, I could literally just die right here. The world's going to keep spinning. Do what? You ever go over any sweet jumps? I do go over sweet jumps. I don't get that high because I'm a big fucking guy. Does Brandon get high on the jumps? Yeah, he he gets more air than I do, but he weighs a hundred and twelve cents. So like, (laughs) Brandon is a little Kate Moss looking. He is little Kate Moss. Yeah, but like Naomi Campbell ass. I get it up. Like I'm happy if both wheels are in the air. So that's that's like even even if it's just a couple of inches. But like, I, I recognize my insignificance, and I and it's hard for me to. To go anywhere else and, and to realize how and, and it's it's hard for me, but it's also fitting. Like nothing is going to show you how much you don't matter than nature. You know, the world's oh, yeah. been going on for millions of years. Why the fuck is it gonna stop with you? It doesn't it doesn't start or end with you. And so th- that is one thing that humbles me all the time. It's like, hey, I'm gonna do I, I hope to do all kinds of great shit and impact as many lives as possible. But going back to what Dr. Die even said, there's nothing new under the sun. You know what I mean? There's absolutely nothing new under the sun. And and all these concepts or things that I've done, like, someone else is going to do it. Just, you know what I'm saying? Someone else is going to come up with it. Someone's going to do it better. Well, and that's the thing is it's it's not about comparing yourself to someone else. It's yes. about you doing it for you yeah. and you finding your own validation in doing that stuff. But. But, but recognizing your insignificance is the key to being like, okay, it's okay for me to feel this Absolutely. way. It's okay for me to to do whatever I want to do because I know that... It's liberating as It's fun. liberating, dude. It really well, is. It's like the idea, and again, I know that this is obviously what I would say, but even the idea of, like, I'm... Functionally, I'm an anti-theist. I'm an atheist because I don't really campaign. It's not like I'm campaigning against religion, but if you ask me, I think it sucks. So, yeah. Yeah. But I think it, it it was always liberating for me once I made that acknowledgement. It, it was it was giving up fear, mm. fear of it, my own mortality or my own stake in this running out. It was it was giving up a big part of my ego to even acknowledge that I didn't believe in a higher power. Sure, That's, that was a big part of it. Is that that there isn't necessarily a place in a afterlife for me. And, I, and I'm and i okay with that. I'm mm-hmm. okay with that I was even given this opportunity here. And I think that that's been a liberating force, an enormously liberating force in my life. That probably helps you express more gratitude to everything else going on around you, correct? Would oh, you say yeah, so? absolutely. It helps me appreciate things for what they are and yeah. not what they can do for me. Yeah. And so it's, it's like that quote we've said before, gratitude pursued eludes. But gratitude given returns. And when you start to give gratitude, show it like you'll get that back. But if you sit there and chase gratitude, chase people to, you know, chase things to tell you that you're important, chase reasons to 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 feel like you're the shit or something like that, 
like you'll always miss the mark every single time. It's it's a complete it's a constant moving target. And I think that's what drives a lot of if you want to call it, people on social media to who are constantly uh, posting shit, posting statuses for likes, all this kind of stuff. It's because they're trying to find, they're trying to pursue this gratitude, this this uh, satisfaction or this validation. They're continuously doing that. But if they start just validating others, and I think that's one thing with with being humble is that I think you can, if if you're chasing for something to to humble you, you know what I mean. I feel like it's you'll you'll never. You'll, I don't think you'll ever get it. Well, and I think that you can be super fucking humble, I guess, or whatever. Actually, I think you can be isn't, super Isn't that an oxymoron to being, I'm super fucking humble. And that's the qualifier here. But And I think it's fitting for this, honest to God, because I think the desire to want to lift other people up to where you're at yeah. is where it that's where it converges to something yep. that's meaningful. And that's humbling in itself because it makes you realize, hey, or do I'm better than the you. shit. Or do look, better than look, you. And, yes. that, and again, we've I think we've probably touched on this shit before. Yeah. A, an easy, like tangible concept that we can look at. Whenever somebody outlifts me in the gym, yeah. that shit, I'm I'm happy for them. Like yes. I live vicariously through that individual. That's and I think that's the other side of empathy. You're able to put yourself in their shoes and be like, man, that must feel good. Yes. I'm proud of you. Good job, mm-hmm. dude. And then it, it's motivating for you as well. Mm-hmm. That, Terrell. that, yeah. Oh. Terrell, bitch. No. <laughs> what? what? <laughs> I'm coming for you. Shout out to uh, Terrell White. Uh, weights lift me. Was it? I T- don't know. TW Weights lift me on IG. He's okay. doing that physique shit. But, yeah, whatever. <laughs> He was the strongest uh, person in the gym that day. I don't know. I, I wasn't there that day. <laughs> so, all right. So, one of the things that I want to ask you, Ship, you had said that you feel like the last time you were egotistical or whatever was like 14 years no, ago. No, she said the last was time it, she, she was, was an, an asshole. asshole. And, yeah. and oh, I know, sorry, sorry, and my I bad. I also know that she doesn't mean like acted asshole I know she means was a asshole of a, a functional person. human oh, being. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, like... I, that was in my head. I was I like, deduced... Is she I saying, deduced, like, she's not that anymore? No, like, I deduced never she happens. meant that she's not that person, that okay. asshole person. Not that she doesn't still do asshole Damn, things. Because I, I do, like, every day. So okay, okay. I'm humble and egotistical. How, how motherfucker! Do yeah. <laughs> how do you... How does... I've never heard of a humble lawyer, man. I would stunt so hard on... Everyone, Kalu would come in with his briefcase, and it would just be full of pudding. It'd be full, yeah, it'd be like snacks. It would have zebra cakes. Like I would have a briefcase full of snacks, and and like I would never open it, so people just knew how important that I was. Oh my god! <laughs> I heard that he has snacks in that thing. It's like I'll I'll never open it. He'll never open it. I think that humility comes. He's I, I, I was struggling with this last week. I took a couple of really hard L's. Um, two trials that I had worked incredibly hard on. Yeah. And I had not gotten the return for what I thought that I should have in the court. And I had to ask myself, because the first inclination I had was to say, oh, the judge made this terrible decision. This judge yeah. doesn't like me. This judge, whatever. The You know, this isn't fair. I'm going to appeal this. But then I had to step back and say, no, did you do something or were the facts just not what they needed to be in order to support the um, decision that you wanted in the case? And I think that because as a lawyer, 
people don't see how hard that you do work whenever no one else is around. I mean, I'm in the office a lot of nights until, you know, midnight, one o'clock in the morning. Yep. And it's because not do I just want to win the case. Yeah. That feels really great when you win the case, but I want to do what I'm supposed to do for my client too. Sure. And so knowing on those two cases that I was going to still charge these people thousands and thousands of dollars for the work that I did and that they got absolutely nothing out of it. Um, that was a bit humbling to me to still have to ask for that money because I felt bad that I didn't get the return that I hoped that they would get. Did yeah. that make any sense? Do you think that's why? I hate that shit. Yeah. Well, it, no, yeah like, but I got the money for y'all. But isn't that why, do you think that that's why a lot of, and we sort of touched on this earlier in this episode, why a lot of people don't seek other challenges and to put it in you, into your industry, why a lot of lawyers only stick to a certain type. They only, well, they may only take cases that they're going to win or something like that because it's, it's going to be that guaranteed thing. It's good for your ego to constantly get wins and, and stuff like yeah. that and never take an L because you're still going to charge someone for L. You know, you're still going to charge someone for that. I wouldn't feel, I wouldn't feel bad about charging you know, someone it just more makes you well, feel you know like, yeah i hate it i just hate it for them truthfully the, the amount of work that you do though and this has nothing to do with ego like the amount of work that you do it costs and the, and and the other thing so the amount of work that you do the amount of time because there is nothing more valuable than time the amount of time that you're away from your family mm-hmm. listen man that's that's all if if we all took that into consideration all of us should be making two hundred thousand dollars a year you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because the amount of time that we, like, no one factors that stuff in. So don't feel bad about charging people a lot of money. Like, they're charge, they're paying for the chance at one outcome. You'd right. be a shitty lawyer if you told them that you're going to win the, you know, that, like, hey, this is going to be a easy slam dunk. Unless that's what you said. No, okay, no, no. Because that shit's would, on you, no, girl. No, I would never <laughs> say that. You never say that whatsoever. But I, I think it's the... Um, that terrible feeling of I did work so hard and I, yeah, maybe they still have some ego problems because I think that, you know, when I walked out of the courtroom the day that I just got completely obliterated, I thought I worked much harder than the other side yeah, yeah, yeah. because I should have won because I did what I was supposed to do and they didn't. And this isn't fair. Yeah. It wasn't that I just had facts that really sucked and it wouldn't yeah. have probably mattered what I said in there. Yeah. You were like, the sky was blue. Yeah, Objection, was. I'm was, telling you, Judge. I'm telling you, Judge, the sky was blue that day. It's Look, like, sweetie yeah. tits, I need you <laughs> to listen to the words. Oh, yeah, you man. go on in there and say that. <laughs> yeah, no, please, not. please go I and say that, I never Chris. and would never, your honor, or <laughs> yeah, judge. Right. No, yeah. it's uh, that's that's something that I've thought of. Like, how can anyone not have uh, an ego? Because what the rest of the world sees for a lawyer is wins and losses. That's what they mm-hmm. see. And that's how everything is like. That's the measure of what a good lawyer is, not how much work you're going to put into something. And, and people don't get that part of just ego and humility and all that stuff in there. It's not, a, it's not about the outcome. It's, it's about everything else that happens in between. And so if, if we sort of paid more attention to what, to all the stuff that happens in between, you don't even see the world in like wins and losses anymore. Well, the steps are the meaningful. The portion. steps are the meaningful part, and and maybe if maybe that would even help me in my ego and stuff like that because it's easy for me to just see like oh I've I've backed up the stuff that I've said that I'm gonna do, 
you know, I have, I, I may, you know what I'm saying? If I hit all these different accomplishments or something like that, and I focus on the end result all the time, how would I not have a big ass ego? You know what I'm saying? How would I not? But if I focused on the, all the work that I would do in the beginning, whether or not it happens, you know, uh, whether or not something doesn't happen in, in the way that I, in the way that I want, I would feel more gratitude. I'd feel more satisfaction, mm-hmm. more fulfillment in what I was doing. And I wouldn't worry so much about that other thing. It may be different for you because, yeah, you, you don't pay bills on feeling good. You pay right. bills on winning shit, <laughs> I think. Well, or maybe the- on, on, on charging. I don't know you know, exactly how it goes, but... Everyone just assumes you guys are rich as fuck all the time. Um, Well, you know, talking about very humbling experiences that we've all had, I worked for a judge whenever I got out of law school, and I had $100,000 worth of student loan debt, and I was only making $26,000 a year. And that was the statewide salary for the the judge's clerk. And I ended up having to leave the job that I love because I literally could not afford to work there. And I sent this very long letter to the administrative office of the court saying um, how degrading that it was that I had to ask my parents for gas money to get to work. Mm. I had to ask for lunch money to to get to work. And I felt like um, that position in some ways was... I'm not trying to say, what am I trying to say? Like oppressive because stifling stifling, and I felt like it was only geared towards people who had a lot of money to begin with. Mm. Like if you wanted to attain that position, unless you had a family who had the financial capabilities to assist you, you could not work in that environment because you physically could not live on what they were providing for you, having a doctorate degree and making $26,000 a year, knowing Mm -hmm. you had all of this to pay back. And so I sent that letter to them, and sure enough, I'm very grateful that they did. It didn't help me any. Um, But I was humble in my experience with that. And then the next person who came along, they actually, I think, gave them like a $10,000 raise. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. And I'm sorry. Maybe I'm going off the tangent there. I, if we would go on to college debt and all that shit forever, we'd yeah. be, whew, that's a, that's that's a, a long, topic in itself. long topic right there. But guys, we've given a good amount of time. Again, like everything that we talk about, we're never going to solve it right on one episode. But it's the fact that we unpacked it and we tried, we made an attempt at it. And I, this is an attempt I'm, I'm actually really excited about just because I feel like we are all able to talk about different things dealing with being humble dealing with our egos or humility or anything like that and uh i hope that this leads to even more content i didn't um, really get to talk about my back it's because you're in the background you I'm know sorry, what i mean I'm and sorry. uh I was just, you know what i wanted to talk about how i remember uh, see you're you're saying you're about, you're about <laughs> to say something stupid brandon <laughs> he's dead you're right. about to say <laughs> something he's stupid he's about to quote kendrick look lamar that's what's oh, happening no, no, look at his green eyed face I here we go sit down and be humble that's i mean that's it oh see <laughs> See, that's why. And by the Bucky, way, Kendrick Lamar, is, by, it's a good song. By the way, if y'all heard any feedback, it sounded like a little Quasimodo rolling around inside of a welded steel crate. 
Yeah. That's because that's exactly what Teddy is. Yeah, yeah. The dog is, my, he's My 16-week-old pit bull puppy is in there with his Kong that was full of peanut butter that is probably no longer There's full no of peanut, peanut butter. butter in no, because he's inconsolable right yeah, now. Yeah, he's really pissed. And I just want to tell you, like, 30 minutes ago, I decided that I needed to talk about Aaron Hernandez and how his ego killed him and someone else, <laughs> and then we never even got around to that. So at some point, we got to talk about Aaron Hernandez that's, on the third episode. Oh, dude, that's a... Damn. That's, that's a heavy. Big, that's, that's some heavy, heavy shit to bring up. Is a there day? a way we can work that into this? No. I, who is that? <laughs> <laughs> this is why. No. You know what? Let's no. let's let's no. Uh, bring that up, man. It's good. Let's let's talk gonna, about it. Yeah. Let's going? keep going. Let's, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, okay. Well, Aaron Hernandez. Obviously, he was yes. um, football tied in player for the, the Patriots. New England Patriots, mm-hmm. and he had just signed a forty million dollar contract. Are you listening, Brandon? Are you listening, Brandon? <laughs> football <laughs> is a sport. That I in, love that, that this is happening you know, right now. In the United it, States. Yeah. Wait, is that the one LeBron James is going to be in? No, See, it's Space Jam 2. <laughs> I'm, I'm, he's fired. <laughs> he's fired. He is fired. <laughs> no, so, I've seen The Longest Yard. <laughs> oh, oh, I hate it so fucking much. Go on, Chef. The one with Burt Reynolds or the one with Adam Sandler? Oh, um, oh yeah. Adam Sandler. Okay. Oh, Anyway, so, you know, Aaron Hernandez, yeah, he had every single thing going right in his life. He had just signed this $40 million contract. His fiance had just had a child. They had this beautiful home together. And um, he was part of a conspiracy to murder one of his best friends. Mm-hmm. And there really, to this date, is no really good reason that they can identify as to why he may have done that, except that there is a question of perhaps he had homosexual tendencies that he couldn't work out on his own. And so instead of being humble that this might be something that is brought up in the public eye about him, especially given that they think a lot of it comes from sexual abuse that he dealt with as a child, that maybe it made him question some gender identity and some sexuality. Instead of being able to address that, he killed someone. Mm-hmm. And... Not only did he murder that person, but he destroyed that person's family because the murder victim was um, going to marry his fiance's sister. Hmm. So, you know, destroyed the victim's family, destroyed his own family, and lost everything that he had. And then ultimately, and I don't know if you want to say that this was the last step in um, egomania or if it was the ultimate humility, I'm not sure, he hanged himself. Yeah. And so... Yeah, what you know, do you do with that? Yeah, you know, it's it's crazy because we, we didn't even touch on people who are in certain type of, like, professions where it's like, if you're a football player, you're not supposed to be gay or you're not supposed to be this thing. Or if you have this type of reputation, you're not supposed to be something different. And when we hold on to those egos, and, and it, it really goes back to what, what I was saying earlier is that these humbling moments, they have to be, they're only, if it's done right, it's going to happen on your terms. And it's going to be that time where you realize, like, I don't want to be this way anymore. Or I want to feel different or something like that. It's uh, tons of other shit can happen to you, but, like, you have to come to that realization. And maybe and what you do once you get that realization, that's, that's where it all sort of uh, comes to fruition, if you will. And it's like, it, maybe he did come to that realization. Because I've heard exactly what you're talking about. Maybe he did come to that realization that, like, hey, he's not who he thought he was, but you still have the world who thinks you're supposed to fit 
or check this box of being this certain way. And when you're not that way, you lash out because you're just like, holy shit, there's all sorts of stuff going wrong in my life or, or whatever. And it's like, holy crap. You know what I mean? Like, I think that that happens to a lot of people when they do have a, a moment where, or a pivot, if you will, uh, and, and some, and some shit really does change. So what happened? We're good. Oh, okay. We're good. Levels got messed up. I don't know. <laughs> Brandon's over here looking at something on his phone and eyeballing me like a motherfucker. What's going on, Brandon? <laughs> no, when you touch the cable, it made some static noise. Oh, uh, uh, okay. So I was trying to turn it down. Yeah. I got We're you. Good. All right. So I want to I want to talk about that stuff on another episode because we can go just in and it makes me think of the episode that we had with Andrew when people make that pivot in their life. You know what I mean? Where you decide, hey, I don't want to be this certain way. What exactly happens? And I think that that does feed onto ego. That feed that feeds onto all sorts of different things because we're all in our thirties here. Except, are you thirty yet, Brandon? Okay, so uh, we all old in a motherfucker. But I think everyone hits a, a, a phase in their life where you do change and you you're like, hey, I'm gonna sort of shed this person or whatever or this identity, if you will. And just what happens during that transition period, but that that in itself is some content worthy shit. Well, I, and I even thought about it the other day. The phrase "I'm not that person anymore." I'm not that person anymore. Is a real motherfucking that's a, yeah, thing. That's I a real thing. I just told you all all about that. Yes, yes. <laughs> I am a, not that you, person. But you know, anymore. you've heard that in movies, and you're yes. like, whatever, Susan. Yep. You super duper are that bitch. Yeah. Still. It's like you super duper. Are. <laughs> So saying that, do you do you have hope for like the affliction shirt guys? No, no, no. <laughs> no listen, because if you're dangerous, if, if you, you're currently still dangerous, like I gotta look at you like it. Like yeah, if man. you're if you're imposing your will and patriarchy and violence yeah, yeah. If you're, and if you're chaos shit, and no. uh, no, they, those, those Marlboro don't, lights and affliction shirts, yeah, and they don't get a pass. Bud Light, uh, but that's just me. Buffalo just Wild me. Wings. Hey, no, the newbie. No, no. <laughs> That's a different conversation. Anyway, all right, guys. We've, we've gone uh, an hour and 28 minutes. Um, I just want to go ahead and cut it now, guys. I really appreciate everyone's time and attention. There is a screaming pissed off dog in yeah, the Yeah, he's finally, he's like, look, I gave y'all motherfuckers plenty of time. <laughs> but uh, I want to thank you guys for your time. Shep, thank you so much for jumping on. This was like super short notice. Like, I let her know probably an hour and a half, two hours before we started. I was like, hey, we got this concept. You just want to jump on. And so um, I want to be able to have more of you jump on to, to, to random episodes and stuff like that. It's, it's always good content whenever you're on there. You've got a good mind, and, and you could roll with all of our humor and egos and shit like that that we have. <laughs> but uh, do you guys have any shout-outs for anyone? I want to give a shameless shout-out to Juicy. Bryce yes. Wood. He made weight. He yes. Is he doing a what, what challenge? Yeah, he was doing a challenge, and I, he weighed 397.8 pounds. Um, between the period, I guess this is on January 1st, uh-huh. and then he weighed in today. It's like 327, I 327, think. 327, lost 61.6 Beautiful. Oh, Beautiful. In that Beautiful. Time, yeah, and, and also a uh, shameless shout out to Tyler Young. Tyler Young was helping him, yeah. Yeah, man. at uh, grade eight, or... Uh, Grade eight performance. Yep. Grade eight performance. And he wouldn't have been able to do it without Tyler's yep. expertise, man. And he, he did it with relative ease, is my yes. understanding. Yes. Yeah, that's that's I'm so, so, so proud of you, Juicy, for real. And and he's one of our biggest like 
cheerleaders, if you will. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Not even cheerleaders. I mean, like, no, he's, I, he's I use the term like... cheerleader because, like, he's always encouraging us. He's always saying, like, hey, this is something that you can add in or this is something you should try doing. And I just love that because I feel like I'm being annoying when I do that to people. And to have someone else do that to me, it, to, to, be, to us. To be annoying to you, too. No, I not annoying. It. No, but I'm saying, but for someone to, that is enthusiastic like that about what we're doing, it means a whole lot. And uh, to be able to get that from him was really cool. Also, I want to give a shout out to uh, our boy Ramin. I, I can't pronounce his last name properly. It's Yusufi. I think that's how you say it. I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong, but he made a donation to us on our website of uh, twenty bucks, and I was very, very, very oh, pumped. Sweet. So uh, you've got to do, Brandon. You've got to shake dance, and we don't have a video recording, but uh, I'm going to go ahead and say it. We're going to record Brandon shake dancing. Uh, so, if, and if you guys. Uh, ever want to you know make a donation to help us grow because Brandon this is something shake dance. yeah he'll shake dance and I'll but, bring my shoes uh, yeah I forgot and Wait. I want to give a shameless shout out to Todd Porter my husband who has <laughs> absolutely no idea what we're talking about right now on the podcast but the entire time has been texting me I'm taking down these trolls on such and such page <laughs> 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 he's really gonna like this awesome <laughs> that's awesome man we've gotta have him on one time I invited him but he was uh, he was one. like, no. He was like, no, not today. He's going troll hunting. <laughs> he's he's, he's going troll hunting. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> no, uh, but yeah, guys, thank you all. Please oh. donate on our page. It's uh, www.salimus.com slash donate, I think. Any amount helps. Uh, again, this is all This is all just, we're just running off passion and, and we're just, we're growing. We're, we're building a ship while, while sailing. You know mm. what I mean? And uh, I can't swim. Uh, Let's fly. Okay, we're building an airplane while flying. Jesus Christ! Huh? Mm-hmm. Hey, you know what? All right, Brandon. Nah, it's all right. You know. All right, you motherfucker. <laughs> but uh, it, it's something that definitely takes time, and we appreciate those of you who have invested and have done your, you know, done well to, to help us grow. And even just the words of encouragement have really meant a lot. So thank you all. Thank you all. Thank you all. Uh, do we have any other shout-outs? We have Ryan Hines at Oxology Labs. He is releasing his new fat burner. Um, I don't know the exact price yet, but uh, I want to be able to promote that once it's ready. Uh, his pre-workout is absolutely solid, and I still yeah, take it, it in there dope. like that. Fuel Nutrition, they're doing it awesome, man. I think just recently they did a thing for the WKU's football hungry. team. That makes me really happy. Yeah, I went in there got breakfast the other day. It was fire. and it so It's um, always good, man. Yeah, man. Always, always good. If you want an awesome meal made for you. You really have no healthy, excuses. You this is, no, yeah. it's, it's utter bullshit. Yeah. And, and let me say, I don't think that we're double dipping here to put our boy on too. Mm-hmm. Bartley Weaver. Yes. His nutrition programs. Uh, fantastic. Yes. The, guys, the sources Bar- are out there. These cats have culinary expertise to go along with their weight, weightlifting know-how yes. as well. Yes, yes, yes. Um, do you have anyone? I mean, I can shout out Rios. I mean, he, okay. he really put together my bachelor party last weekend. Yeah. Just have to give a big shout out to him. Thank you. Um, check him taking out the plunge. Yeah. Taking the plunge. Taking the plunge. Why'd you make that face, Brandon? No, no, uh, I'm no, 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 no. I just <laughs> He didn't make a face. He didn't no, make a face. It's less than two weeks away, so it's just it's crunch. We gotta we have to do it's an episode time. like the day of his wedding and just like be like it, it'll be like a are you sure, motherfucker? <laughs> it's gonna be so Are you sure? Not listening. She probably she might. She probably yeah, but she, she knows that we're bad. Yeah, she knows, she knows we're, we're, we're terrible. Bad. Don't <laughs> listen to that. Marriage is a beautiful friends. thing. We're not good friends. We're not. So, uh, 
But uh, oh, I do want to give a shout out to uh, uh, to the In These Streets podcast. They are growing, and they it's. I heard their second episode, and it's like you guys are finding your voice, you know. And and that's something that uh, I think every podcast goes through, where it's that period of time where you're just trying to figure out who you are, and, and you're it's, it, like you're figuring out the content, and it's it absolutely fluctuates. But it's as long as you're maintaining. That, that synergy and that connection with the people that are on your podcast, you're always going to create great content because you all drive the content. The content doesn't drive you. So make sure that every one of you guys, not just them, but anyone who is doing a podcast or creating any sort of content, just understand that you create it. It doesn't create you. And, uh, and people, your listeners or your readers or whatever, they're going to see that passion if you're open to sort of like letting it out. That's what it's really all about. And that's why I love doing what we're doing here. So, uh, all that is done and out of the way, and I believe it's time to go. I, so, in, in like one hour, I'm, I'm probably pulling the trigger on a new uh, a new mountain bike. And so, uh, shut up. God, I'm excited. Give me See, he's excited. I know. Y'all I both stupid. I can't ride him. Way too short. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, it's a good one. Y'all uh, always so. out there doing sweet flips and shit. And I, I like, I see y'all's videos, and I want y'all to have like... Some cheap trick or Night Ranger is y'all's theme music in the background. Oh, I'm gonna make a video. Can it be Night Ranger yeah, in the probably background? Will. It'll probably be Sarah McLaughlin though. Let's but that's real. more expensive to even like license. I think you can get Night Ranger for pennies on the dime. <laughs> Shout out to Night Ranger. I don't yeah, mean that. All right, guys, we're done. We're done. Thank Bye. you all so much, and we are out. Peace.